Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. Let's open in prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity we have to look into your word and um, just pray that you would guide our thoughts. Give me the words you want me to say that we might learn some things that we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Um, we're going to look at the faith workout exercises that um, God has provided in his word so that we can get the most out of trials. Um, and we're going to look at a few authors and people. Um, and I put in there James, Peter, Paul, and Mary for... <laughs> Marsha Taft's benefit, because she brought that up once, and I thought, all right, I'd bring it there. Um, but if we get to all of them, we'll talk about Mary. But if we don't, that's your assignment to look at how she responded to her situation in the Gospel of Luke when the angel Gabriel met her. And you can apply. One of the things I want to do is apply some of the workout exercises to people in the Bible. How did they do? You know, did they walk through those things and what did they know and all that kind of stuff? Even though the exercise, anyway, we'll get into that. Um, but what's amazing about these individuals is that as they, in the Bible, and people today, um, as we practice the exercises, to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We'll look at that verse in a minute. Um, it will result in patience, kindness, faith, hope, love, gratefulness. With humility, individuals have changed the world. And you look at James, Peter, Paul and Mary, they all changed the world and how God used them in, in his story. So that's what we want to look at today um, for a few minutes, if I can. All right. So we're going to review real quick because Ken's already been through this, but I wanted to identify James because he says... In James chapter 1, verse 2, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you have a party. No, when no. you face various difficulties. And so that we want to look at what that's all about. In verse 3, he says, the, um, the reason you can, all right, I'm going to look, okay. The reason you can do that is because you know something. So we have to know something. We have to know that um, the testing of our faith produces endurance. But, as one preacher said, when you go to the gym for a workout, don't leave the gym early. Let the workout have its purpose accomplished. But we're supposed to let... Um, endurance have its perfect workout or its perfect result that we might be mature complete and lacking what nothing. nothing so that's the god's goal that's what his purpose is for trials um i was going to give this 
All right, I'll give this commercial right now. Um, one of the three words, or one of the messages that Doug gave identified three important words. And this is in, um, uh, was, right, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, because I did put it in here. So, okay. Oh, I went the wrong way. All right. All right. So the workout. Do you need wisdom? When you face, sorry, um, need to fix. Yeah, this is confusing why the chairs are the way they are, but it's all right. Um, um, let's see, what am I thinking? Okay. Um, when we're facing difficulties, when we're facing trials, sometimes we need wisdom to know what to do with them, how to respond. And so that's where James says, if you don't know, ask. Ask for faith. If you don't, or ask for, well, we can ask for faith, but we can ask for wisdom. And God will give it to us. And we have to do it without doubting. When we ask for faith, or ask, <laughs> when we ask for wisdom, what's going to happen? get it or we won't depending on how we ask well and it may be a while okay and if we have to wait we have to trust we don't we we're not god does because if we are as james says if we doubt we're unstable um in verse six but let him Ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man not ex expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. He's going to be unstable. Why would we ask for something if we didn't expect to receive it? Yeah. I mean, the point for asking would be null and void. Yeah. Could be a test. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Yep. But we need to learn. So I'm going to go back just for Marsha's sake. I don't know if she read the um, little thing, but I put this. Um, how do we get the most out of trials? We're going to review the faith workout exercises used by James, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Mary. Okay. All right, that's for Marsha's sake. I don't know why, but you mentioned that that those that trio so i figured i'd put it in there okay so ask without doubting now here's the what i'm going to call the go-to workout exercises the reason i use go-to is because it'll help me remember four words okay when we consider what are we going to consider first we're going to consider god who he is what he's done then we're going to consider opportunities what opportunities do I have right now with the trial I am facing? Well, we just found out from James that we can ask for wisdom. That's something we can do. That's an opportunity. Or what's my options? One of the things I have learned over the years is I have learned that when I'm facing a decision or a situation, if I think through a few options, 
then I'm more open to God directing something different than what I really, really want. Because I'm not always gonna get what I really, really want. So I might as well open myself up to thinking through the options so that when a door opens, I don't ignore it. When he, you know, so anyway, that's opportunities, options. And then what does he want me to do? Trust him. Trust him. And if he's told me something in his word, then I'm going to obey. So that's my go-to exercises, and we'll, we'll flesh those out here in a little bit. Um, so we're going to look at um, Philippians 2. Now we, we're going to pick on Paul a little bit. And we're going to look at Philippians 2. And we're going to walk through some ideas. When we consider God, one of the things we want to look at is um, what is he, who is he, what has he done, what's his purpose, and what has he told me to do. So I, I'm trying to keep it simple to either I can do, if I'm facing a trial, If I'm facing a trial, then I could write it down. Or I could think about it, whatever works best. I know that in, um, yeah, so whatever works best. But that's where I wanna say, okay, this, what am I going to think about or consider about God? And those, those are some ideas. So let's look at Philippians chapter two in the first few verses. Um, and let's see from verses 2 through 6 is there anything that jumps out of you at you on that section that tells us something about God or Jesus anything jump out the word same pardon the word same 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 mind right same love yep United in spirit, so same purpose. Yeah. So he is love. He has a purpose for us. He is working that. And um, in verse 6, he is in the form of God. Um, so just some things. Um, and he has an attitude that we should have. So anyway, just some things. Now, beyond this, um, we, we can look at verses 9 through 11, and God is highly exalted. And Jesus has been given a name above every name, that every knee should bow, those in heaven and those on earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of Father. So, but... We don't have to be limited to a particular passage. We can just, let's, let's come up with three thoughts about considering God. Something about... What he's done in the past for us. Okay, what he's done in the past, okay. What's another one? What else should come to mind? If we're facing a trial, what should we think about with respect to God? He's faithful. He's faithful. He is faithful. One more. Triumph on the... On the Two. Yeah. He conquered sin and death. 
Now, um, we talked about, last time I talked, we talked about Joseph. What did Joseph, what are three things Joseph knew about God? That there was a purpose for the things he went through. Yep. I like to think of it, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God had given each of his forefathers a promise. And promise, those promises included what? Make you a great nation. Great nation. What else? A promised land. A promised land. What's another? Offspring. Offspring. He also promised to be with them. Now that I don't see that. Well, yeah. He, he promised that they would be blessed and be a blessing. And because of them, all the families of the earth would be blessed. So those are things he, I mean, Joseph didn't have a Bible, but he did have the family promises. And we saw how he responded, okay? And um, so that's what he knew about God. Okay, we also talked about Moses. What did Moses know about God? That's right. He couldn't look on God's face. Okay. What else did he know about God? Holy. He's holy. And if he's going to do something and he wants to use an unwilling servant, he'll still, still do that. And he'll help that unwilling servant realize what? If God's going to do it using an unwilling servant or an incapable or an incapable servant, <laughs> what's he going to do? He'll make them capable. Thank you. I love what he when Moses said, "I can't go before Pharaoh. I don't talk. I don't know. I don't know what to say." What did God say? Anybody remember? Didn't I build your tongue? Yeah. Who made your mouth? So those are the things that I think Moses brought to mind throughout his experience. And what is amazing, that I love what, um, the he uh, what was said of Joseph, or Moses in Hebrews, in 11, it says, um, okay. Um, all right. Okay. It talks about the faith of Moses, and he says in verse 27, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. The way I like to think about that, seeing him who was unseen, is I... I imagine that what Moses learned to go before the Pharaoh, the most powerful person in the area, he could go before Pharaoh and tell him 10 times, let my people go. You're gonna get beat up by the Lord, let my people go. He could do that, God taught him how to do that with time. And I believe he saw God with him seeing him who is unseen. Yes, he couldn't see God, 
but he saw God in being with him so that he could go before Pharaoh and not be afraid. And to me, that's pretty amazing. I, I was just commenting to Zelana. I always thought it was interesting that he said he didn't know how to talk to Pharaoh because he was raised in Pharaoh's household right. and he was an educated man. And I, and I think it was just an excuse that he didn't want to do it either. Maybe he feared for his life because he ran away, you know, after he killed the slave. But it shows that even in our deep reluctance, God provides a way. He never gives us something that he won't equip us to handle. Yep. So those are some things that they thought about and that we can think about too. God is faithful. God is capable. He can take my and use it um, here's the thing I was going to look at we, he also has a purpose for us in, and we're going to look at this so turn to Romans 8 28-29 um, another thing that God wants us to know is okay 28 and we know that God causes all things to work together for good. Good. Doesn't say all things are good. It says God is working things together for good. Um, for the to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose, for whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Purpose is very important to keep in mind when we're going through trials. God wants to conform in us the image of his son. He wants us to be able to respond to life's difficult situations like Jesus did. Um, the Garden of Gethsemane is an example of what Jesus had to endure facing the reality of the crucifixion. And I need to do what he did and say another set of three powerful words. Not my will, but thine be done. We're humans. We, <laughs> we like things to be good and nice and easy but we got to realize there's a purpose and we may have to say not my will so when i consider god i got i could consider his will his purpose what is he trying to accomplish and then here's the other three powerful words in second um corinthians and doug told told us this a while back second corinthians 1 8 through 11. um Paul is talking about to the Corinthians about some difficulties he and his companions had. And um, he said, um, verse 8, For we not, do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction, that affliction, trial, difficulty, which came to us in Asia, and we were burdened exceedingly. It was hard, it was difficult, beyond our strength, so that we even despaired of life. They had it difficult. Um, indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, in order that, 
Doug told us three important words, in order that. There's a purpose. There was a purpose in them facing that difficulty that we should not trust in ourselves, but in the God who raises the dead. That goes back to the power of God's plan and purpose and revealed in the resurrection. That's what God wants us to learn so that we don't trust ourselves. So that reminds me of another verse I like to stick in my head is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Oh, I can figure this out. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. I like to say, talk to Him. In all your ways, talk to him. One of the things I learned from a um, good friend named Marvin Porter, some of you might remember Marvin, was he used to have prayer and planning sessions when it came to getting ready for Awana or something, okay? Prayer and planning, okay? Notice he puts prayer there first. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And so what I like to do at the beginning of the day Okay, Lord, what do I need to do today? Make a list, because I'm a list maker. And it changes. It's not always the same. But I want to think, Lord, here's what I think is going on today, but I want to give it to you and whatever you have in store. If it has to be moved around, I got a pencil and uh, I can erase. But anyway, the point is, and that reminds me of a verse I'm learning, but because... I'm in front of everybody. I don't want to mess it up, so um, I don't want a verse. Um, Psalm 37, 4 and 5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Am I thinking about God and thinking about his purpose and that he is wanting to conform me to the image of his son? Am I looking forward to the his purpose and my eventual hope that this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And the biggest thing he wants to accomplish in me is for me to be a light and salt. How is anyone going to ask, as Peter said, but and First um, uh, Peter three fifteen, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. Always to give an answer to everyone that asketh you the reason for the hope that's within you. How's anybody going to notice our hope? They have to see it. It's not that they hear it, they see it. And how, how are they going to see it is how we deal with life. How we deal with trials. So that's his purpose, is for us to be salt and light. And... Yeah, once they ask, we can give them more information. Um, one of the things, since you were sharing about your neighbor, one of the verses that has helped me so much in this valley is Romans 2.4, where Paul says in a little rough paraphrase, don't you know it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance? So I see our mission is to be kind to people. And when God gives us opportunities to say something, we say something. 
when he opens that door. So we ha have opportunity to be kind and to pray for him. Because it's God, God's the only one that can change a heart in a situation, in a circumstance. And we can put it in his hands. And he is faithful. And he's going to do it. So anyway, um, second verse was um, Psalm 37, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So what am I going to do? I'm going to commit. Okay, Lord, this is what I'm planning to do today or this week or whatever. And I, it's in your hands. Give me wisdom, guidance, and flexibility. Because I need it. Um, so, anyway. All right. So, purpose. God wants to accomplish great things in our life. Um, so, those, that's something we can do. And then... Um, Let's also look at some other things we can do. Um, let's go back to Philippians. Sorry I'm running around, but um, there's so many good things that we can remember and be encouraged by. Okay. Um, Philippians 1.6. Paul says he's confident in something. He's confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will do what? Be faithful he will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. So he's going to be faithful. So that's another thing I can know about um, what God is doing, is that he's doing a work. Um, and then in verses 12, 12 through, on chapter 2, verses 12 through, um, this, this, I had to get this one in here. Um, Paul's explaining to them um, that, so then, brethren, just as you've always obeyed in my, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out. He talked about earlier in the chapter that um, we need to be careful about being um, selfish and doing nothing out of envy and selfishness. But the point I'm trying to get at is Paul has said elsewhere that we need to learn to say no to sin and um, follow after God. So we need, that's work. It takes work. And so we need to realize that. But at the same time in verse 20, or 13, it says, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. While we're working out, God is also working. And there's two things he's working on. He's working on his will to be accomplished, and for us to want to do that will, both to will and to work. And he's going to give us the opportunity and the um, resources to do what he's going to ask us to do. And Moses is an example of that. And what is it for? What's the purpose? For his good pleasure. That's what he wants to accomplish in us. So... Um, Okay, moving 
right along. And then the next verse, what's something else we can do? Do all things without? Grumbling. Grumbling. Or disputing. That you may prove yourself to be blameless, blameless, innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. How are we going to shine? We're going to shine with the love of Jesus and the hope of Jesus. And that's when people are going to see. Because what kind of world do we live in? Crooked, perverse, sinful. And when they see someone with hope, we're going to shine. And then we will have opportunity to share. Um, Holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may have cause to glory because I did not run in vain or toil in vain. Trials, difficulties, running the race, they're hard, but they have a purpose. God wants to change us and be able to trust him and conform us to the image of his son, and he also wants us to be lights in this world so he's given us things to do so let's look um now i'm going to jump into what i wanted to focus on today in verse one of chapter three of philippians it says finally my brethren rejoice in the lord Um, to write the same things again is not trouble for me as it is a safeguard for you. Paul needed, the Philippians needed, we need to be reminded to rejoice. Not in our hard life circumstances, but in the Lord. Why? Why can we rejoice in the Lord when we're in a mess? Because he's faithful. Because he's faithful. He's got a purpose. He wants us to grow up in our faith. Because this time on the planet is itty bitty bitty small compared to all of eternity. So he wants us to learn to trust him. Um, I, and think the, I think that goes back to the do all things without grumbling and, and complaining or disputing uh, is to remind that he needed to remind us to rejoice instead of being grumbly right. and complaining. Right. Um, there's a verse that we do at camp every flagpole in the morning. It goes, Rejoice. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse 24. Why can we rejoice in the day? He made it. He gave us an opportunity to walk with him, to learn, to see his creation, and to learn to trust him. So um, we can rejoice. Let's jump over to chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. It's important. So, how can I rejoice? I think one of the things. Going back to our workout, um, an acronym. One of the things we can do is rejoice in God by remembering who he is, 
what he's done for us, his purpose, and what he's told us in his word. We've got to review those things. We've got to put those in our thinking so that we can have something to rejoice about. We can either rejoice in opportunities and options that we have to trust him. Now we have to think those through, but we can say, Lord, thank, thank you for this opportunity to, can, to trust you, to help me know what direction you want me to go, what you want me to do, how you want me to deal with it, who I need to talk to, where do I need to go. But I may not have all that, and that's why he says, ask for wisdom. Lord, thank you. You're going to provide me wisdom, and you'll give me the patience to get it when you got it ready for me. Um, so, and then that goes back to, Lord, thanks for the opportunity to trust you. And then, Lord, give me the strength to obey. So I can go through and think about those things so that I can have an attitude of rejoicing. Now, verse 5 says, Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. One of the things I, that God tells us in his word with Joseph is he knew that God was with him. God is with us. He's not far away. He is with us. Um, so, anyway. Um, and that should result in having other people notice our patience, our forbearing um, spirit. Now, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Do we have things to worry about? Okay. I like to make lists, as I told you. That's my good. I like to make a cares list. Because how am I going to cast my cares upon him because he cares for you if I don't either verbalize them or list them? Okay? So, um, so what I like to do is make the list because... There are times when I wake up at night and I'm supposed to be sleeping and I'm not sleeping and I'm worried. And I'll many times get a piece of paper that's next to my bed there and make a list. What's keeping me awake? Because I'm going to... Um, and we'll just stick with three. What are the three things that are bug bugging me? And then with those three things, what, what do I need? What do I need? Just think about that. And then I can do the rest of the verse. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication. I, ask, I t tell the Lord, okay, Lord, this is what I'm worried about. And I, I, I think I need these things. But Lord, I'm going to thank you. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Am I willing to see, okay, what can I thank him for for these needs and cares? Well, one thing I can care, do is re, realize he's going to teach me. 
to trust him. And he's going to um, conform me to the image of his son. Thank you, Lord. And that you know what's best. And you're going to accomplish that. So, um, um, let your request be made known to God. And what does he promise? Peace. Peace. Lord, thank you that you're going to give me peace. I may not have it right now, but you're going to give it to me. One of the things I found is sometimes I just need to go through the list and then think of those verses. Meditate on those verses. Say, Lord, I don't have to be in bondage to these worries. And you don't want me to. And here's another technique. Verse 8. Instead of being distracted by needs and worries and stuff, what does he encourage us to think about? Good things. Good things. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever, what's the next one? Honorable. Honorable. Right. Right. Pure. What? Right and pure. Pure. Good repute. Lovely. One more. Lovely. Lovely. Okay. And what was the other thought? Admirable. Admirable. Okay. Anything praiseworthy. Praiseworthy. There it is. Okay. Now. One of the things I used to do when I used to watch basketball, I used to follow the jazz back in the day when Stockton and Malone were there. I used to say, Lord, thank you for the gifts that you've given them. Lord, pray that you would work in their hearts and lives that you might draw them to yourself. I mean, that gave me something to do when I watched it. And when I was enjoying the game, you know, I could say, thank you, Lord, for the talents you've given them and their teammates. Well, a curious thing was um, one of the managers at work um, went to a Catholic church in um, Holiday area somewhere. And um, somehow in conversation, um, found out that John Stockton went to his church, but anyway. So he, he knows something about Jesus, okay? We'll put it that way, but hey, it's in his hands. All I, all I can do is pray for him and think about good things. So I can think about good things in any circumstance. So, um, but that's one of the things I can do is I can focus on what is true. And that helps me give a, a list of Things to be thankful for. Okay? Because again, what am I doing? I'm exercising. I'm practicing thankfulness. I'm practicing um, casting my cares upon Him. And I'm practicing not worrying, doing something different instead of worrying. And trusting. And trusting. Now, um, so he goes on um, to say... Um, um, 
These things you have learned and received and heard in me. Practice them, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. The Philippians had um, got involved in helping Paul with stuff. Not that, and then he says in verse 11, not that I speak from want, for have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. I know how to get along with humble means. I know how to um, live in prosperity. In any and every circumstances, I've learned the secret, the secret of being filled and going hungry, both having abundance and suffering need. He learned the secret. And we're going to call this the secret to contentment. Being content with whatever he, the Lord brought him. He learned the secret. And what the secret was is in the next verse. What does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I like to be reminded of this. Not that I'm a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar, but in this verse, all things mean all things. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart means all your heart. Um, and in all your ways, all your ways. But anyway, that's a little reminder. But he learned the secret that he can do, not in himself. One preacher put it this way. I can't, but Jesus can. And Jesus can through me. So as I am connecting with the Lord, I can do all things. I can go through those difficulties. I can trust him with my cares. I can cast those on him. I, and what it comes down to is a thankful heart. I heard it said, gratefulness is the gateway to contentment. Am I grateful? Am I grateful for what I have and what God has done for me and, and what he's going to do in providing for me? That is what will help me in getting through trials and difficulties is have a grateful heart. And what do I have to do to get there? I have to renew, review it. I've got to think about the things that are positive and good and thank the Lord for those things. It, because notice the focus is not um, the power of positive thinking. The focus is on God. He is the one who is provided. He is the one who is going to get me through. He ha he's the one with a purpose to conform me to the image of his son and for me to learn how to trust him so that I can face all circumstances, all difficulties, all trials, and I can do that trusting God because I'm going to rely on his strength. Okay, one final thing from Paul, and that is a little fast, so I think we're okay. Um, Paul had a difficulty in his life. It was called a thorn in the flesh. He asked three times for God to remove it. 
What was God's answer? Why is his grace sufficient? Because he also said something about strength. Because his strength is made manifested, is demonstrated through our weakness. Oh, that doesn't... That's hard. I've talked to a few that struggle with Lord, I just want to know what to do. Well, if God sent us an email or a letter, we take that and run and go do it on our own. God wants us to trust Him every step of the way. Why? Because we were made for relationship. We were made for following Jesus. And I'll quit with this one verse or two verses. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am humble and meek. Um, and my, uh, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So that's what he wants us to learn. And so that's one way of looking at trials. So um, I appreciate the time God has given me to learn these things and then a little bit of time to share it with you just because I'm just learning, just learning. So let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for what you've been teaching us. Um, Help us to trust you and to rely on you. Prepare us for the service to follow that you might be honored and glorified in all that is said and done for asking Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thanks.